Coming up, the live-action Mulan finds its director, the Lion King live-action adaptation gets some cast members, and I'll be talking about a fun little Oscar party game that you can play with your friends and family this coming Sunday for the 89th Academy Awards, and I'll be explaining what's wrong with my voice. All that and more in this episode of Disbottle. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Rhino. Unfortunately, I am losing my voice, and that is actually why this episode of Dispop is out a little bit later than normal, um, but I wanted to make sure I got it done before my voice goes completely. I thought it would be a little better today, but unfortunately, it is not. So we're going to dive right in, talk about some news stories, talk about the Oscars, and... Uh, move on with our lives. So hopefully this won't be too painful on your ears or uh, or anything for the remainder of this episode. My apologies. <clears throat> but there was some pretty fun stuff to talk about. I didn't want to wait till next week. Um, so first up, uh, the Disney's uh, live action adaptation of Mulan has finally found a director. Uh, Nikki Caro, director of Whale Rider, will take on the role with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dra- uh, Dragon producer Bill Kong. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. This is actually um, the only the second time that Disney has ever hired a female director for a big budget production. Uh, the other one being uh, Ava, du- uh, Ava DuVernay, um, or DuVernay uh, who directed Selma. Um, she'll be directing A Wrinkle in Time for Disney, uh, which I believe is not <clears throat> slated to really come out until next year. Uh, but I'm not positive, so don't quote me on that. But Disney has said, even though they did not go with an Asian director, that they plan to have extensive conversations with Chinese cultural consultants. So I think they're aware, uh, about what happened. If you remember the study, um, uh, the studio, excuse me, came under fire last year when a spec script surfaced that had Mulan's love interest being described as a, uh, European, um, traitor who, uh, helped her save China. Uh, so that just kind of, ugh, that, that rubs me in the wrong way too. But, uh, the company responded stating that the script was just a jumping off point and that Mulan is, and will always lead the character, um, will always be the lead character in the story, excuse me. Um, and all primary roles, including the love interest will be Chinese, which is great because this is a Chinese love story. I mean, that's not a love story. Excuse me. I, I have a whole note about how this isn't a love story too. <laughs> um, but I just, so I wrote everything down, all my notes here. So I said, I think this movie has the potential to be something really great, um, which I do believe. Mulan is actually one of my favorite animated Disney movies. Um, it's, it's it's up there. It's up there uh, with The Lion King, which is what we'll talk about in a little bit too. But um, I, I, I just, I love the original Mulan. I think it would be great if they could just take this live action one and turn it into kind of an authentic tale about this Chinese legend. Uh, I think the live-action version has potential to offer something new to the story uh, that, um, you know, and that is if they put the effort in. Uh, I also think this movie has a chance to be a disaster. I don't like the sound of love interest. For me, one of the big appeals about the original Mulan is that, uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there, it, it is about love at heart because it's about Mulan's love for her family. It's about Li Shang's love for his uh, country. And, you know, they're though he comes and shows up at the house at the end to see Mulan, it's not really about, 
it's not really a love story. You know, it's not in the conventional sense where like Ariel is trying to get Eric. It's not it's not like that. And there's nothing wrong with the little mermaid either, but <clears throat> I don't think Mulan gets enough credit for kind of breaking out of that mold um the way it did. And I think uh you know, I hope that doesn't get kind of lost in this this version of it. Um but uh, it's it's just it's not your typical Disney princess story, you know. So uh, their, their relationship is a consequence of the events that happen, um, more so than the driving force behind those events. And and I like that version, you know, that type of a a story that involves love. Um, I, I, I you know I think they were friends who just kind of in the end kind of hit it off, you know. Um, and that's, that, that was always been the, the big appeal to me about Mulan. It's not the typical love story. It has love in its heart. Um, but just, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll add something to it. I think it could be, you know, it, it I, I'm, I'm glad there's a female director. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the right person got the job, whoever, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen Whale Rider, but I do know that it is a pretty acclaimed film, so... Uh, I'm gonna have to go out and check that out now. Um, so I I really do look forward to this, and I'm I'm hoping for some pretty striking visuals. I hope it's gonna really, um, you know, take the original and run with it. Um, but who knows? In the end, it could just be more of a straight up live action um, retelling of the animated classic, the same way that um, Beauty and the Beast looks, um, which necessarily isn't a problem. But who knows? Who knows? Just all speculation right now. But. Speaking of Beauty and the Beast, don't mind me while I sip my tea here. And not in like a sassy fashion. I literally have tea I'm sipping if you're not watching this. So speaking of Beauty and the Beast, much like the TV spots, the trailers, the advertisements, we here on Dispop, and by we I mean me, I don't have some sort of personality disorder, um, I'm going to beat this topic to death. Just like those advertisements are beating this movie to the ground. But um, it's exciting. I'm excited for it. It is one of the biggest... Um, one of the most anticipated films of the year, saying they're going to have one of the largest March openings ever. I believe it is projected to something like 120 million in March, which is great because that means the blockbuster summer season is opening up wider, and so that means means more movies for us to enjoy more throughout the year. Um, but anyway, there's a new advertisement out for this film, um, and this one shows the opening the uh, this little town uh, that the bonjour bonjour. Um, that musical number is in this one. Uh, and it has Belle singing and strolling through the town. So she goes through and she meets people. And she kind of interacts with people. So it's giving you... I, I think it's trying to set the tone of how this movie is going to be. And to me, it reminds me of this this Leslie Ann Warren Cinderella that my mother used to have me watch a lot when I was a child. It was um, this like made-for-TV musical kind of low budget version of Cinderella but I loved it a lot of you might remember the Brandy um version of Cinderella the Roger and Hammerstein version of that it was like that was like a little bit grander than the Leslie Ann Warren one but I grew up on the Leslie Ann Warren one but um it it reminds me of that uh like it's there's there's it's uh how can I describe it it's um it gives me the vibe like it's all on a set um, and everyone's in costume, and everyone's singing, and everyone's having fun, but it's sort of self-aware of itself, so it's not quite 100% transportive in the film that it is. Um, it's, it's like the feeling you get when you go to the theater, okay? You, you, like, 
good theater can be great, but you know that they know that you are sitting there watching them. You know what I mean? You're in the room with them. So I get that kind of vibe coming from this preview. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You know, um, I would say this is like a step above that, that theater feeling, but not quite like that looking through a window unto a world being shown things by the ubiquitous, omniscient, all-knowing eye that is the camera of, um, you know, the camera lens, if that, if that makes any sense. My, I had a teacher in film school who used to say that, and that, that's kind of what, like, film is. You're looking through a window unto a world, and you're being shown these things by this all-knowing camera eye lens. Uh, anyway, that would sound much more charming and uh, educated if I didn't sound like a prepubescent uh, Peter Brady here, but regardless, um... <clears throat> Needless to say, my feelings are, I think this is going to be fun. This commercial makes me feel um, full-heartedly that uh, this film will potentially be a great homage to the classic that we love. Um, you know, I think it'll be slightly visually different. I think it's going to add a little bit of its own flair, but at the same time, not stray too far from that. And um, I think it's going to be fun in the same way that like, we like to go see a show at Disney World or Disneyland or on Disney property. It's going to have that feeling to it. You know, where we know... There's this other thing. It knows there's this other thing, but we're just enjoying all together our love of what is the tale as old as time of Beauty and the Beast. Um, at least that's the state of mind I'm going in with. So I'm pretty much prepared to enjoy the movie. Um, now, on to our last big entertainment news, uh, well, while I still have it in me here, is The Lion King. So some big news came out with this. Um, exciting stuff. Chad Favreau... Um, who I suppose is directing The Lion King, although I must have missed, like, the official announcement from Disney. Uh, I looked it up. It's listed as him directing it on IMDb. It's listing it as announced. Uh, Vanity Fair said it, but I don't I don't know why I just have this weird feeling. Um, I just never saw that clear-cut Disney announcement. I still have the feeling that he's not going to direct it in the end. Either that or he's not going to direct The Jungle Book 2. Because think about it. It's The Jungle Book... The Lion King, The Jungle Book 2, it's all a movie, three movies filmed with the same type of technology in the same way about talking animals. It doesn't seem like any of those is stretching yourself very far once you've done it. You know what I mean? I can imagine doing two. I mean, then again, he did direct two Iron Man movies, so I don't know. A job is a job in Hollywood. Who, who am I to say turn down the job or whatever? But either way, you guys know how I feel about The Jungle Book. I really enjoyed it, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing but that he's directing this movie, but... Um, either way, uh, Disney is, it looks like trying to fast track the Lion King too now. So, um, so, but Favre is also be trying to begin production on Jungle Book 2 and it just seems like, it seems like a lot, but, um, it's just, we, what we've kind of learned from this casting announcement here that I'm about to talk, talk about is that once you kind of dip your toe in that Disney family pool, you hooked in, uh, because, we now know who's going to be the voice of Simba, uh, Donald Glover uh, from Community Atlanta, um, the, the Childish Gambino. Um, <clears throat> very, very, very talented. Uh, he was actually one of the youngest writers on um, 30 Rock. And, you know, he was in a couple episodes as well. But uh, he's a very talented guy. Uh, and if, if you have any doubt, like, what he can bring to the role of Simba, I would say just watch Community and... He is an incredibly animated, incredibly dynamic human being, so I think that's a perfect fit for Simba's voice. I mean, I, I can hear it immediately when they cast him. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, 
but uh, you might remember he's also playing Lando Calrissian in the uh, Star Wars Han Solo movie. Also perfect casting. So now he's got uh, he's got that. He's got The Lion King, and he's actually in Spider-Man Homecoming, which I know is Sony and Marvel Disney, but that's three. So if we could get him in some sort of Disney uh, animated and Disney, or I, you know, what am I looking for? Pixar. I'm sorry. He is, obviously Lion King is Disney. He needs to be in Pixar to complete the trifecta. There's like the EGOT, and then I think you need the Disney, like this is the version of the EGOT, the MPSD. There's got to be a better, a better, a better thing for that. But, but anyways, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm super excited. Uh, big fan of his. Big fan. Very talented. Um, it, it says somewhere that he's the adult Simba. Um, a Variety reported that, but I, I have a feeling he could be both. Um, if they just modulate his voice slightly, or I think he could just do it. I think he could play a younger sounding voice and an older sounding voice. Um. He's got a very young sounding voice, so I mean, you know, I'm one to talk right now. But um, it's interesting. The other, the other big announcement that came along with this is the one and only Mr. James Earl Jones will be reprising the role of Mufasa. And like Darth Vader, there is nobody that can do a voice of Mufasa but James Earl Jones. I mean, and for me, casting James Earl Jones in the role of Mufasa, it's kind of like the constant. Like, it's the flag in the ground, the the point on the wall that you can hold your eyes to when everything else is spinning and changing. James Earl Jones is that point on the wall that keeps us from just being like, ugh, no. Um, and so I think it really gives uh, this movie a sense of, I don't want to say credibility, because it's not like this is a blah movie, but it, it, it does give me that, like, okay... James is on board. We can all kind of maybe it's gonna maybe it's something good, you know. And then who knows? Maybe it's garbage. But here's the thing about me and this live action Lion King that doesn't make sense is so the Jungle Book in the animated version in the original stories, you know, everything it always had this human boy with these animals, and he lived in the animals and he spoke with the animals, you know, and that's sort of like humans conversing. So you look at the animated Jungle Book, you're like, yeah, I can see this as live action because there's a person in it. It makes sense, you know. And then you, we go to The Lion King. Now, The Lion King, in that movie, it's not like Zootopia where, like, the animals are acting like humans, you know, or like Roger Rabbit even, you know, where the cartoons have, like, their own society or something. It's The Lion King is, like, they're still moving and behaving like animals. So when you do a live-action live action version of this, and if you're going to use the same technology as The Jungle Book... Like, are, is it really live action? Isn't it technically just a still an animated remake of an animated classic? Because, I mean, it'll look live action, but it's all going to be animated. It's all going to be computer-generated imagery. So it's kind of like an upgrade in the type of, in the medium versus the form, I guess. Um, or I guess that's one and the same. I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, I don't know. I, I still don't see it. it. It's hard for me because I think The Lion King is probably actually my favorite Disney animated movie. Um, it's Toy Story for Pixar, Lion King for Disney, and Mary Poppins for the live action front. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think. Um, you know, is it still going to be a musical? I, I, I think it's got to be. You can't not have the Elton John, Tim Rice music in that movie. I mean, we've got the Broadway stuff. Who knows? Who knows? We still don't know. We still don't know. So it's only time will tell, but 
I don't know. This one doesn't seem like quite as... It, it, it's hard to really improve on the original, or not even improve on it, bring something else to the table, I should say. Because I don't think necessarily all these remakes are remakes per se. I think you have to ask yourself, is it is it taking the story in a new direction? Or is it bringing something new to the table? You know, is it taking that material and interpreting it in a different way? This seems pretty spot on, but just, like I said, an updated kind of median in the storytelling. Who knows, though? We'll see what happened. Um, but, yeah, so that's it. That was Those were the big announcements. Also, um, I mentioned the Han Solo movie earlier. That has officially started filming. There was a fun little uh, a photo of the group put out, and they're all um, all in the Millennium Falcon. Um, so it's got, like, you, you know, the Han, the Lando, uh, the other roles that we don't necessarily know. Um, the young Chewbacca, uh, the new gentleman who's taking over the role from Peter Mayhew, uh, penned a, a lovely note, uh, too, that if you go on the internet, you can find that, uh, to Peter Mayhew and the, the fandom, so that was nice. Um, lots of stuff to look forward to. Guardians of the Galaxy is filming, they're, like, pretty much this whole year, or not Guardians of the Galaxy, excuse me, Avengers Infinity War, um, some fun little Guardians of the Galaxy. There's new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer that is supposedly coming out on Tuesday, I believe. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? Some, something's coming out on Tuesday. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, new trailer on Tuesday. If not, there's another trailer that I care about, so you should care about it too. Um, also, hey, Logan next week. Pretty excited. It's getting really good. Uh, pretty much critical acclaim across the board. Patrick Stewart just announced too that after watching the movie again with Hugh Jackman um, sitting there, he said that he's that's it for him too. He's not he's retiring from it too because he said it's too perfect. There's no better way to go out than this film. So the bar is getting set pretty pretty high, um, pretty high. So uh, before I go, um, uh, I meant to print it out so I could show you, but um, I just want to talk to you about uh, the Oscars, which are on Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ABC, hosted by uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, this is the 89th Academy Awards. Uh, there's a ton of great films that are nominated this year. I just, I finally saw Hidden Figures, by the way. Excellent movie. Um, very good. Uh, this is one of those years where I really have enjoyed every one of the best picture movies I've seen. I still, um, I'm, as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to watch Moonlight. It's playing at the local theater. So I'm seeing Moonlight. And then hopefully I can squeeze in Lion before tomorrow every year i always seem to like miss one and i really don't want that to be the one i miss um uh but yeah uh so many great films uh this year dealing with some tough topics uh and you know not always tough topics like la la land is just a film about a a twist on the classic musical wonderful film um i i enjoy it i know a lot of people are like overrated it's hard now that the hype's been out for so long but if you're if you enjoy the process of filmmaking, it's it's one of those movies where you'll watch the the story's good, everything's good, and the filmmaking is excellent, excellent. You know, I mean, and I I think for me that movie has the full package. It's got a little bit of every, you know, it's got good story, good acting, great music, you know, uh, great story, great acting, great music, um, great film direction, you know, and it all makes that perfect film, you know. So we'll see. It's gonna be a it's going to be a tough bet. So this is where my game comes in. Now, I do this every year. Um, if you go on VanityFair.com and just search for um, Oscar ballot, there's a um, they do a printable uh, Oscar ballot that you can it, – it shows every category, all the films that are nominated. And you go through, check off whatever ones you want, and it has the, uh, the thing out of 24 because there's 24 categories. And um, 
print that out, pass it out to the party. Now you could just do that and that could be fun. Well, it is fun. Um, or I do a little bit extra here. Okay. Um, make it a little fun. Um, so, um, what you can do is, um, so, okay. You can do straight up, like do a point for each category or make some categories more. Like for me, um, we always do a bonus for best picture. If you get that one, it's like five points versus one point. Um, to make it even more interesting, you can do a little bit of, um, I, I refer to this as like a, a loose change game. My mom, uh, always, uh, she kind of does this thing with like pennies or whatever change you grab the handful of change and you do like bingo with the family and stuff like this. So for this is similar. Um, and, uh, you can make it, um, what you can do is like, it's a dollar to play the, to play the game. So everybody brings a dollar and they play with all that change, you know, and you can do the math and assign values to each category or whatever. But I'm going to tell you exactly how I arranged mine for this year. Um, okay. So what you do, um, for each category, uh, I'm, I'm doing mine as a whole as $10. Okay. Uh, that's a lot. You can cut it in half, do five, do a dollar, do whatever, like I said, but it's $10. So I'm telling everybody bring a roll of quarters. Uh, so that's 40 quarters. Okay. Um, so 40 points you can earn all together in this game. So, um, what you do, fill out your ballot. You know, we all grade the ballots, truth system, whatever, trade it. I don't know what kind of people you're inviting, if you trust them or not. Um, for each category that you get incorrect, you put whatever the equivalent point number you've assigned to that category into the pot. So you need this, this one pot. So, so let's say, um, the special effects and, uh, you know, I, I had Star Wars and, um, I, I don't remember what's nominated. I should have pulled up my sheet while I was here, but, uh, let's say, uh, here, actually, you know what? I'm pulling it up while I'm talking to you guys. Okay. So cinematography, <clears throat> The, the things that are nominated are Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, Silence. So let's say I um, I picked Arrival and La La Land wins. I put in the quarter into the pot, okay? And you do this so on and so forth for every category until you get to the end. And then once you're all and you add up everybody's score, whoever has the highest score, they win the pot. Okay, so now what I've done is $10. And uh, so it's, it's one roll of quarters, nice and simple, nice and easy number. And what you're going to do is, this is how I set up the categories. Um, I, I give extra categories some extra points. So for best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, and best supporting actress, I made those two points each. Okay, so 50 cents each. Um, best animated feature is going to be worth five points. That's $1.25, I know. Um, and then best picture is worth eight points. That's $2. Um, the rest of the categories are worth one point each, so a quarter each, and that uh, adds up to 40, which is the $10. So, um, like I said, if I say I got the best actor wrong, I put in the 50 cents to the pot. If I get best picture wrong, I lose the $2 to the pot. However, if I have the most points at the end of the night, I win the entire pot. Um, if you're right, you don't get to take the quarter out or anything like that. You just don't put anything in. Um, so, you know, you're going to get some right. So it's right away. You're not going to lose the $10. You know what I mean? It's only 10 bucks, but you know, play with 40 people. That's 40 bucks. You know, let's say everyone else is, doesn't know anything. And you, know, you made yourself, a, you made the money of the, uh, the potluck that you brought to the party. Um, so it's just a fun game. You can play with friends and family. And like I said, my mom did this stuff all the time uh, or does this stuff all the time. Uh, and I just think it's a fun way to get everybody involved. You can do it for $2, do it for a nickel each, um, do it with the kids and just do pennies. And it's just about who won or whatever, you know, or um, 
you could do a prize bag instead and just do do it that way. Uh, but yeah, these I would number one thing print out your Oscar ballad. Like I said, vanityfair.com. I will copy and paste the link in the YouTube video, um, and uh, I could tweet it out on the on the Dizpop uh, Twitter account as well. So lots of fun. Let me know if you guys play. Let me know if anybody wins big or you play uh, you play a little high roller or anything like that. Um, I'm not confident I'm going to win. I, I watched this with some pretty pretty big movie buffs, but um, I don't. In fact, I don't even want to tell you guys. I, I just don't know. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a surprising year. I mean, I think it's gonna be La La Land, but there is a big push for Moonlight right now, and I haven't seen it yet, so I can't weigh in. I can't weigh in. I will tell you though that a lot of the other the films are it's 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 excellent films. It's hard because they're all I hate when it's like four or five films and those are in every category. And that that there's a little bit of that this year, but there's a couple here and there that enjoyed their um I, I, I swear to God, if Zootopia does not win Best Animated Feature, I am going to burn this place to the ground. Well, not this place because I live here, but I might just be upset. Um, but anyway, that's it. That's going to do it for this week, um, this episode of Diz Pop. But um, next week, I'm going to be in California with um, some members of our team uh, covering some stuff out there. So what I'm going to tell you is don't expect a Diz Pop necessarily. But I, there probably is going to be one still. Um, my hope is that I can sneak away on Thursday night and go see Logan and do a review. And even if I can't do a review, I just selfishly hope I can sneak away and see Logan. Because I am so excited for this movie and I need no spoilers. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, it, it might be that. It might be, um, it might be something else. I don't know. But if you're out in California, if you're going to be in Disneyland next weekend, come say hey. We'll be around, um, and that will, uh, and then the following week is, is that the next week, Beauty Music? No, two weeks after that, so we're getting close. But, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, thank you for bearing with me if you made it this far. I, like I said, I apologize about my voice. Um, hopefully, I'll be better soon, and uh, thanks for sticking in there, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Diz Pop. <laughs>